0: To another exciting episode of Tales From the Attic. I'm your host, Donnie Salvo, and if you have never, ever, ever, ever had listened to one of these before, this is what I do. Tales from the Attic. I go up into my attic. I reach into a long box of comics. I grab a comic randomly. Just randomly grab a comic. Bring it downstairs. Read it with you. We go cover to cover. And we bring the funny sometimes. I'd like to say most of the time. I'd like to say all of the time. But hey, what can you do? I have fun with it. I hope you have fun with it. Everybody gets to have fun with it. But before we begin, let's go to our sponsors. Awkward Embraces. That's what this (laughs) episode... Alright, times. Cut it out now. Here we go, the series stuff. Sponsorships. This episode of Tales from the Attic is brought to you by Awkward Embraces. The series follows the dating adventures and misadventures of three L.A. girls who prove that just because a girl is hot, it doesn't necessarily follow that she has a man or that she'd know what to do with one if she got one. Jessica, the Star Trek slash comic book geeky girl, seems to always say and do just the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong guy, proving that, well, nerdy girls need love too. Go to awkwardembraces.com. Check them out. It's funny stuff, man. It is. Little webisodes. It's like a little TV show, man. No, it's good. It really is. So check it out. Awkward Embraces. Alquandembracez.com. Woo, woo. All right, and now on to th- the show. We have a really, really big show. There you go. It's, it's Solomon, Solomon, Sullivan, Sullivan. I can't. I'm, this is going to be a good show. I'm stuttering already. We are going to do Blue Devil number eight from January 1985. That's the second book in a row. I think I did from 85. Well, if you remember from the last episode, I was 12. I know, you love that. I know you do. A blast of supernatural energy trapped Dan Cassidy, special effects master and stuntman supreme, into the skin of his greatest contraption, making him forever an honest-to-goodness blue devil. The name of this issue is called Trick Trap. Trick, trick trap and we open with a sky view of a car driving down a nice uh, forested road and then we get a front shot of the car driving down it's a nice like a pink Cadillac pink Cadillac and there's a hot blonde chick and blue devil in the front seat and blue devil looks at her and goes I don't want you along, Sharon. And uh, she says, I'm a big girl now, Danny. And he goes, you don't know what you're letting yourself in for. And she goes, and besides, you promised that you weren't going to cut me out of your life. Blue Devil hitting this hey. And then (laughs) the camera pans out in between Blue Devil and and, uh, what's her name? I already forgot already. Good Lord. Sharon! That's her name. And, um, there's a pair of blue, uh, there's a pair All alright, there's legs with feet hanging over the seat. And on those feet are a pair of blue jester shoes. You know what I'm talking about? They're floppy with the bells. And he goes, that's before Sleeping Beauty back there showed up. This is gonna get dangerous. Oh, snap, it's gonna get dangerous. And, she turns around and she's like, and I suppose it wasn't dangerous when you let Norm go with you to save the world from Nebros and fight those aliens? You let Norm from Chairs go with you, did you? And we got a little asterisk and it says BD 5 and 6. See, you got to do that, people. So people went, when I was a kid, man, I, if, I, if this was my first issue, I would, always, I would be like, what? He fought aliens? I'm going to get that book. And that's why they did that. They don't do that so much anymore. Marvel a little more than DC does it now. But uh, she goes, I'm not a China doll. But I am the one with a big enough car for you to fit in, you bastard. And all of a sudden, the guy in the back seat flips over and he's wearing like a brown suit with a brown hat with a daisy hanging out the top. And he goes, I don't know, Sherry, maybe you shouldn't get involved. In fact, maybe none of us should be involved. Maybe the bad guys will just leave us alone. How about that? And Blue Devil looks like he's getting mad, and he grabs this dude by the shirt, and he goes, how about this? And he goes, how about you keep, you? if you keep whining, I'll turn you into a hood ornament. Oh, Blue Devil getting violent. And, uh... He says, You're the one that came to came to help Oh wait. You're the one who came to me for help, Jesse. And if you're gonna take it and you're gonna take it. You're gonna take it if it kills us both. You're gonna take it. And they're passing a sign that says Eat It Joe's. Of course they are. And he's and he throws them back in the back seat and he goes, Now just lie back and enjoy the And he goes, Hey, check this out. And there's a helicopter with a cop and a dude what looks like a map, and another guy in front of a place called Bob's Bank, and it says they're getting. It looks like they're getting ready to to move that mobile bank. There's a mobile bank, and then uh, the guy Jesse in the back seat whispers in the Blue Devil's ears. He goes, "Boy, oh boy, wouldn't that be sweet, Cassidy?" To pull off a bank job in (gasps) mid-air? That would be kind of cool. But, seriously? They're going to lift an entire bank with a helicopter? What the f- Welcome to the 80s, people. Cocaine is a terrible drug. And he's all, the blue devils all, yeah, right, fine, great idea. You know, it's good to know you've got as much brains as you do ethics. And, uh... How about if we feed you, Jesse? Would that shut you up for a while? See, I know who the guy in the backseat is. Do you? Come on. There's hints here. Floppy shoes. His name's Jesse. Flower in the hat. So they, I guess they didn't want to eat at Joe's. They went to a place called the Big Ancelona, a fast Mexican food. And they're inside eating And the blue devil, for some reason, leaves his trident in the back of the convertible car. They don't even, like, put up the roof or nothing. It's just hanging there. And off-panel, there's these dudes that are like, guys, guys, scarf scarf an eye load of that piece of hardware. Scarf an eye load. Scarf it. Scarf it. And this dude's like, there's, oh God, there's hillbilly street toughs. And the red headed dude's like, the caddy? Yeah, man, nice wheels. And the skinny dude with the cigarette's like, no, you dope. I mean, this pig sticker over here. And he goes to grab it. And it looks like it set him on fire. I don't know. It starts vibrating. But the way he's drawn, it looks like he he, he set it on fire. But he's not. Because he goes, run for it, the thing's haunted, and they all run away. So maybe it shocked them or something. But the way it's drawn, it looks like they set them on fire. How awesome of a security system would that be? You, someone tries to break in your car, and they just get lit on fire. Oh, and a matter of fact, that's what Jesse says. He goes, nice touch, Cass. Who needs theft alarms, huh? I noticed you turned up the juice a little more. And... uh Blue Devil's like, You're a regular sweetheart, but it wasn't it wasn't rigged up. So he didn't even say it like that. He goes, I better he's thinking to himself, he's like, I better check the circuitry. And he Jesse's like, I should have known you superhero types, never really get into the fun stuff. And then Blue Devil's getting all mad and he's like, Listen, you Ringling Brothers refugee. I'm not a superhero. And then Sharon's all cuddling up on his neck. And she's like, you're my hero, Danny. Boop, 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 And he's like, oh, I'll go on. Now, the trickster goes to open up... Uh. He has a pinata burger. And he goes to bite into it. And there was something in it. And he goes, what? There's a note stuck inside my pinata. So he... He, uh... He opens it up and it says, Jesse, we know where you are. We know where you're going. Give us back what you took from us. And he goes, geez, I wonder what the Bermuda Triangle's like this time of year. And then he pretends like he ate a red hot chili pepper. I don't know if it was Flea or one of the other guys. And he's like, water, water! And he throws his food and it goes all over Blue Devil and he's like, he's really ticked off. So. Jesse runs into the bathroom. And the blue devil's like, I hope that jalapeno leaves skin marks on his rib cage. That's nothing compared to what I'm gonna do to his face. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch him in the face for spilling all my food all the food everywhere with the food. And and Sharon's always like, Calm down, you could always buy a new shirt. And she goes, a matter of fact, I'll buy you one. That's nice. That's nice right there. And then there's a, a woman walking by with a baby, and the baby says, I don't know why they, they had the baby actually say baby talk. And he's like, It's not just that, Sharon. And she's like, Well, what then? You don't like having a, a chaperone? We could lose him. And, he and he's like, Yeah, well, you know what? He's been in there a long time just for a drink of water. And she's like, Danny. And he goes, Hang on, Sharon. Just hang on. He goes, I'll be right back. And he opens up the Ben's room, and there's a big hole in the wall. Like, to the point where you cannot make a hole this size in the wall, and no one in the restaurant would not hear it. But apparently, it it this happened. So he's like, that skunk, that lying, conniving, ungrateful weasel, he did it to me again. He goes, ah, I did it to myself. I let him run a number on me when I should have been calling the cops. It's my own fault I'm in this mess. And now the trickster's on the loose. And he's got his air boots on and he's running with his air boots in the air because that's what you do with air boots. And he's like, he's like, I got to get as far away from this organization as possible. He says, it's going to take some long grain. And I know, and he goes, where do I find a pile of money? He goes, huh, I got it. And he's running up to a hang glider. (laughs) There's a dude hang gliding. And he's like, hey, buddy, hang on there a second. And the guy's thinking to himself, oh, my, if Thelma can only see me now, she... And he goes, what? He goes, hey, pal, since you're hanging around, maybe you could direct me to the nearest paint store. (laughs) And the guy's like, paint? And uh, the trickster says, my wife wants to get the the kitchen redone. (laughs) That trickster, he's a funny guy. I always liked the trickster. He was one of my favorite Flash villains. And I also liked the way that um, Mark Campbell played him on the Flash TV show. I did. Say what you will, but I liked it. And so he's all like the guy on the hang glider is just like, yeah, we'll go a couple blocks east of the pair, and it's about 100 feet straight down. <laughs> <sighs> and boom, we go back to the world of Hollywood at Werner Brothers Studios. And he goes, and there's a voice coming from a window, and it says, One more stupid question, Tarrant, and you're canned. And there's like a little dude yelling at a guy in a suit. And he's like, but my motivation. He's like, motivation? You want motivation? You've been out in the woods for a week using tree bark. But this stuff is soft. You got that? It leaves you with a tender tush. Now let's try it one more time, movie star. Places, everybody. And there's a guy in the back. He goes, ten bucks. He blows it again. And she goes, "No way, you're not taking my money." And the actor says, "Is it soft? You bet." And then, he, under his mu- under his breath, he goes, you re- I really don't. I really don't have to kiss this, do I?" And the director just starts screaming. And another voice says, "What happened, Annie?" And then there's a girl named Annie and another girl named Gina. And she goes, "Uh, same as with you, Gina. He didn't even recognize me." And uh. Gina says, You know, I thought I was still gonna hate his guts, but I kinda feel sorry for him. And there he is just sitting there with a unrolled thing of toilet paper, and he's sulking sitting on a fake toilet. And uh Gina says, The poor guy's career really gone down has really gone down to the toilet, hasn't it? And then it says, Elsewhere on the veneer lot, boom! We got a silhouette and feet and a guy saying I've got to be more careful. Make sure that nobody sees me. And it's Dan Cassidy's room. And the key goes in the door. And all of a sudden, the door's opening. And a person's saying, I made it. And now while Cassidy's out of town, his workship, work, work workship. Oh, my darn. His workshop is all mine. Dun, dun, dun. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff in there. And the little boy says, wow. It was a little kid broke into his thing. His workshop. His workship shop and then meanwhile so we're back at outside the big enchilada and there's blue devil with a with burrito sauce all over his shirt and he's like i'm not trying to be a hero sharon i'm already up to my earring and whoever's (laughs) in this whoever's after the trickster knows that i was with him and i gotta find that sucker before his enemies find me and she's like how do you do that he goes well probably need money and Oh no, he wouldn't, he couldn't and then he looks up and there's a helicopter carrying Bob's bank. It is carrying a building. One helicopter is carrying a building, Bob's bank. And they jump into the caddy and he's like, let it rip Sharon. <laughs> I wish you'd let me talk you into putting that supercharger under the hood. I don't think we got, th- I, I don't, I don't think we got the horsepower. And meanwhile, above the helicopter blades is the trickster, and he's floating, and he's and he's thinking to himself because you should have seen the look on the paint salesman's face when I told him what what I wanted this for, and then I, ah, and then when I exploited the knee, his knees to the ceiling fan, that's not nice. So he goes. Trickster comes up next to the, the window of the helicopter, and he goes, "Hi there, I'm taking a survey." And the pilot's like, "Whoa, get out of here!" And and trickster says, "If first question, if tin whistles are made of tin, then what do they make fog horns out of?" And the guy's like, "You're crazy." And He goes, "Right." Question two, and you know what he's doing? He's painting. The windshield of the helicopter in black paint. And uh, he says, what would you expect to pay for a semi-gloss exterior latex paint like th- like this in most fine stores? And the dude's sticking his head out the window and he goes, cut that out, you maniac, I'm gonna... And the trickster, Three Stooges style, paints his face. Paints his face like Mo used to do to Curly and Shemp. And so the pilot sticks his face back in and he's on the on the radio. He's like, Mayday, Mayday, come in, anyone, Mayday. And the trickster says, come on, Bunky, it's October and you know it. Get it? It's not Mayday, it's October. Get it? Get it? And so now, he's got to land the helicopter that attached to it is Bob's bank. And so the trickster's going down and he goes, even Cassidy would be Impressed by a stunt like this, and I'll bet any movie they made about me would out outgross ten of his pictures. I wonder if Re- Redford's too old to play my part. And up comes the street, comes the pink Cadillac barreling down. And he's like, "Step on it, Sharon!" And she's like, "I'm trying, I'm trying." He's like, "This isn't, this isn't working. I've got to reach him now." So he goes out. He grabs his. He reaches in the back seat. He grabs his, uh, trident. Or pitchfork if you will. And then he jumps up out of the the uh the car. And he's in mid-air. And then he sees the trickster floating there. And uh trickster's like, "Up, oh, you tried this gag before, remember Cass? With less than spectacular results, as I recall." And then it says in Blue Devil's preview in FOF number 24. I don't know what FOF is. I got to look that up. Someone knows. Let me know because that's dra- going to drive me crazy. <laughs> FOF. F-f-f-f-f-f-f. Family of, of of fun. Fun of fu- future fun. Never mind. And so he... He's, I guess he's propelling himself with his his trident and he flies over the trickster's head and he grabs his cape and he says, I got a lot of practice since then, shoes for brains. And so the trickster's yelling at him, he's like, you're ruining everything, Cassidy, I'm trying to pull off the perfect midair robbery. And then they wind up going over this, landing over this cliff and they wind up going in the ocean. And the blue devil's like I still gotta work on my landings and they're just like wrestling around and whatnot. and then the trickster handcuffs him and he goes handcuffs? that sucker handcuffed me he, listen to this one it's a good thing I built mini gills in this co- costume mini gills who thinks of that? who? David Cassidy that's right the blue devil that's right. And he says, not that it's going to take very long to snap out of these. And then he goes, rubber chains. <laughs> so he, he cuffed his feet and his hands together with rubber chains. And he goes, that's it. I'm sick and tired of this comedian. I'm sick and tired of playing the straight man. And I can only take it so long before I, uh, and he's going crazy in the water trying to get out and it snaps. And he goes, that's right, snap. And you see the trickster floating away, and uh, he's going to get the helicopter, and he's going to force them down, and uh, he says, what, what a name this will make for me, Hollywood's going to love it, and then you see, out of the water, you see the horns come up like the sharp, uh, Jaws fin, and he goes, I can see the headlines in Variety Now, Bad Man Breaks Bank, Trick Flick, Pick Hit. Steven Spielberg or want to direct it but the studio begs me to do it and and then all of a sudden he looks down and he sees the two horns and he goes what's this Jaws 4 what's this Jaws 4 starring Michael Caine and Mario Van Peebles you didn't think I knew that did you but I did unfortunately I've seen it so I guess Jaws 4 came out after 1985 uh, uh, I mean after, yeah did I say after come after 1985 anyway the blue devil comes up and he's like he comes out of the water and he screams trickster trickster says can't stop now dan talk to my agent and he shoves a fish in his mouth then we got ads for saturday morning cartoons kid video mr t and the t force the snorks pink panther and sons spider-man and his amazing friends alvin and the chipmunks and the smurfs what the smurfs that's smurfy and finally, Sharon's catching up to uh, to the helicopter. And she says, they're landing it. And next, they'll be calling the police. And um. But if the cops get to stop the trickster instead of Danny, they could both be in trouble. And uh, she goes, I guess it's time to find out if I'm as good an actress as I think I am. And while she was turning the corner, her trunk went open and something looked like it fell out. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> this is awesome. And uh, in Bob's bank, there is a security guard and a and a and a and a fat cat smoking a cigar, like a real business guy. And he says, "What's he settling us down for, Waldo?" And the security guard's like, "I don't know, sir, but they're sitting inside the bank, Bob's bank, which is airlifted, has people inside of it." and uh so the big guys like we couldn't be in briarwood already and then all of a sudden Sharon walks in with her purse and she goes oh thank heaven you've landed i never thought i'd make this deposit and in the in in the, waldo the security guy he whips out his revolver and he's like hold it right there lady i don't know what your game is but and she goes no you don't understand i gotta get this money into my checking account <laughs> and the cigar-smoking guy's like, Missy, this bank's mo- being moved. We're not open for business. And she starts crying, and she goes, but if I don't cover my rent check, I'll be out in the street with my two little babies. And there's a speaking of whom, out on the beach, the trickster's up in the air, and he goes, bye-bye, blue buddy. You keep say, sending away for those superhero lessons, and I don't know, you'll make the grade someday in... in uh, He's on the on the beach, and he's all wet, and he's out of breath. He goes, I told you, trickster. I've been practicing, and this Trident and I have gotten to be like old friends, and he throws it, and then it starts, like the jet thingy in the back of it starts flying around the trickster, and he goes, we only miss when we want to, and I guess it, like, flies by his face, and near his feet, near his cojones, and his armpits, and he goes, okay, okay, you made your point. I give up, uncle. And then he says, sure, Jess. I'll believe that when I see it here. And he grabs his hand and uh, he opens it up and he says, what's this, a little firecracker, a poison stick pin? And he opens it up and it's a little thing of powder. And and the Blue Devil's like, powder? (laughs) (laughs) Trickster goes, lucky, I gave you three guesses. And he blows it in his face and it sneezes, super sneezing powder. How can you not like the trickster? He's got floating little elf boots. He's got s- super sneezing powder, rubber fish, rubber chickens. The dude is awesome. And he's like, I'd love to go on chatting, pal, but I really got to run. And he's catching up to the to the uh, helicopter in Bob's Bank. And uh, he goes, this may be laid back California, but some of us still keep bankers hours, get it? And the... <laughs> And the pilot's in the cockpit, and he's wiping his face with the black paint. And he goes, man, I'm going to the union about this. I didn't sign no contract that said I had it. And then he sees the trickster up in here and goes, no, not him again. He probably wants me to take another survey. And he sees that he's like, and he just <laughs> pulls the copter up in the air. So now Sharon's inside the bank with, with the dude and the security guy and the fat cat and uh <laughs> and uh what do you call it so the trickster's teasing um the blue devil and the blue devil's running out and he's getting mad and then he throws down in the grass he throws down a banana peel and blue devil's falling down and he's getting so pissed off and he's like, that's it. Enough is enough. He goes, I'm going to make you'll be talking through those pointy shoes in a minute, dipstick. And he gets up. He flies by the window of Bob's bank that's in the air. And Sharon's like, Danny, Danny. And he's on top of the roof now. Now they're going to be fighting on top of the roof. And so, you know, <laughs> he goes, You could still back off, trickster. I'd advise it. Because you're not going to get into this bank unless you go through me the trickster says, tough talk from a guy with nacho sauce all over his shirt. But the thing is, I don't have to go into the bank. Now, where did I put that? And what does he pull out? Rubber chicken. And he goes to the bottom of the bank. And the rubber chicken is a blowtorch. What? Awesome. And the blue devil just looks totally defeated on his face. And he's just like, I don't believe it. He's robbing a bank with a rubber chicken. This is the best comic ever. And he says, I got a million of them, Dano. And he squeezes the chicken's neck and he pulls down out of the chicken's butt. What do you think comes out of the chicken's butt? An old school round bomb, fuse lit. The whole night, this this dude is like a living Bugs Bunny cartoon. It falls right into the, <laughs> right into Blue Devil's hand. And he goes, "You idiot! Can't you see i trying to help you?" And he throws the bomb up in the air, and he goes, "You got to stop now before anything really happens." And I have to hand you over to the cops. We won't be able to save you. Oh, I guess Bolt. Uh, remember that supervillain Bolt? He's trying to he's tracking them down, so he throws the bomb up in the air and it explodes, and it just goes poof, and all these rubber flowers come out, plastic flowers and whatnot. Oh he goes, "Oh, that's real funny, playing me for a sap, is that it? trickster like calls him as it sees him, and so basically what he's doing is, oh, it was my bad, I'm sorry, he wasn't cutting the bottom of the bank, he was cutting the the tentacle things that were holding the clamps on. And so uh, he was trying to get the bank to fall because I figured then he he probably figured then he'd just climb in and take all the money, and then uh, he goes, "While you were big, while you were occupied, I was getting the job done." And so like one of the things it starts leaning, and you hear a voice inside the bank going, "Waldo, we're falling." She goes, and then you hear, "We're going to crash, Danny." And the church, goes, "What, Sharon? What's she doing in there? I can't." And he goes. But he goes, but I can, you jerk! And he says, "Say long to your, say so long to your air walkers!" And he pulls off the trickster's pixie boots, and he goes, "Cut it out, that!" And he's about to fall. And the blue devil's on the roof of the bank now, and he's just—he was just grab—he grabbed him by the the cape, and he's spinning around, and he goes, "I'd love to hear you splat, Jesse!" But for now, I guess I owe you for not killing Sharon because he stopped cutting the, what do you call it, so she wouldn't fall and die. And then they land it. Everybody's really dizzy. And they open the door, and, uh, the fat cat looks like he's nauseous. And Blue Devil's like, is is everybody all right in there? And he's all good, because I didn't stop, if I didn't stop the trickster sooner, but I've got the situation well in hand now. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> trickster looks at the banker dude and he goes yes sir mr Banks, banker he beat me fair and square and he looks at blue devil and he goes but i almost pulled it off didn't i and blue devil's he goes, you moron look at those armored cars Do you really think they'd keep the money in the bank when they were moving it through the air and he, and he says i don't know they wouldn't central city and so the mr banker goes up to blue devil and he goes thanks thanks a lot for the assist my my guards could take care of it now Waldo's looking for a phone to call the state police. And uh, Blue Devil's like, state troopers? Sure, I guess they can handle it, but nah, I better not. He might have a few more tricks up his sleeve. And the trickster's like, Phew. And he goes, I'll take him straight to the federal pen. And the one of the security guards is like, well, you're the superhero. And the trickster's all saying, yeah, some hero helping the villain escape. He's whispering it to him. Book him. Book him, dan <laughs> So the trickster's whispering to him. Murder one. And he throws the trickster in the trunk. And he says, believe me, trickster, if you had hurt anyone or even taken a dime, you would be on your way to jail. And Sharon's like, wait, Danny, don't go without me. He's says, I'll never cross my mind. And then the banker looks at Waldo, the security guard, and he's like, she's with him? But I thought... And then he goes, who was that horned man anyway? And then they're driving away into the sunset. And the blue devil says, you know something, Sharon? She goes, what, Dan? I think I'm going to enjoy the rest of this trip. And she says, me too. And there's banging on the trunk and a voice in the trunk says, okay, guys, you can let me out now. Guys, come on, Cassidy. A joke's a joke, Dan, old buddy, old pal, old chum. And that's how it ends. Blue devil Number eight, awesome. (laughs) That was a lot of fun. That book was a lot of fun. Just crazy, stupid comics, man. That's what it's about, right? Just having fun with your comics. And don't forget to check out Awkward Embraces, awkwardembraces.com. Thank you for sponsoring this episode, Awkward Embraces. And as always, you get a hold of me by email. And that is Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y, Salvo, S-A-L-V-O, at yahoo.com. It's all one word. And uh, I will check you guys out next time. So till then, I'm Donnie Salvo and you're you. I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing.